Welcome to The Abandoned Carousel, the show where I tell the stories of the most interesting abandoned amusements and theme parks in the world. I'm your host, Ashley. This week, we're talking about the Prehistoric Forest Amusement Park in Michigan. This is a roadside tourist trap that flourished from the early 60s to the late 90s, and which now sits decaying on the side of US-12. In the 1920s, the Irish Hills area of Michigan, located between Detroit and Chicago, was a popular local and regional vacation spot. There were many campsites, summer homes, and cabins spread through the area, perfectly poised to take in the beautiful scenery and kettle lakes. Tourist traps started popping up on the road in around the 1920s when U.S. Route 12 was paved. Traffic waned during the Depression and the aftermath of World War II, but began to flourish again in the 60s, which is where we pick up today's topic. Now, US-12 is called Michigan's Forgotten Highway in some circles, and many, many abandoned attractions now rest alongside the highway where car traffic was once booming. Emblematic of the decline of these roadside attractions is our prehistoric forest amusement park which opened alongside Route 12 in 1963. The park boasted a large man-made mountain and waterfall, which was visible from the road to attract passersby. The park covered 15 acres. It had a safari train, really a tram, that went through the woods past 35 to 70 different dinosaurs and other sculptures. You then could do a walking tour of the same area with more details on each of the particular dinosaurs. And finally, there was a unique land of the leprechaun, this transitional space that showcased traditional legends from the early Irish settlers of the area. There isn't a lot known about this area, and it mostly seems to be lightly themed with cavemen and fairies and kind of just generic, interesting themes. So the dinosaurs and other figurines for this park were sculpted by the artist named James Q. Sidwell. He was a dinosaur expert, formerly from the Chicago Field Museum of Natural History. Not only did Sidwell work on the prehistoric forest park in Michigan, he also made sculptures for other parks, including the prehistoric forest in Marblehead, Ohio, and Dinosaurland in White Post, Virginia as well as a number of other dinosaur, nature, and zoo-type attractions. Now, Sidwell's sculptures were crafted out of fiberglass. The sculptures had these vibrant paint schemes with simple details, though some visitors did not find them very realistic. They said, quote, 
A ferocious yet completely unidentifiable species of dinosaur stares out at US-12 from the ruins of the prehistoric forest. The amusement park featured mountains, forests, tar pits, dinosaurs, mastodons, and cavemen constructed of plaster, wire, concrete, and whatever other materials were available, all with little or no regard for historical accuracy. Despite their historical inaccuracies, even in those early days, the dinosaurs had a menacing air. Pretty much exactly what you might want from a life-size dinosaur sculpture. Some visitors in the heyday of the park described the experience as scary. Others enjoyed the experience in a different way. Quote, I remember my anticipation as we drove up US-12, and the heads of the strange, giant dinosaurs came into view above the treetops. My brothers and I shoved each other out of the way in the backseat of my parents' Ford Explorer to get a better look. The dinosaurs were wacky, fun, and totally unreal. We saw real dinosaurs at the Natural History Museum. These were different, friendly, absolutely unintimidating. End quote. An early advertisement for the park read as follows, quote, The safari train takes you under Irish waterfalls where thousands of gallons of water pour from its rock ledges to the lost river basin below. The safari continues on through the time tunnel into a world of long ago where you'll meet the giant dinosaurs face to face. Bring the entire family. Thousands enjoy the many interesting, educational, and awe-inspiring exhibits at Prehistoric Forest, Land of the Giant Dinosaurs. End quote. In the 1980s, mini-golf, a fossil-digging pit, a smoking volcano, and a locally famous 400-foot-tall jungle rapids waterslide were added. Admission at this time was $275 for adults and $175 for kids. This was a great deal. Some sources also note that there may have been a go-kart track and other small tourist attractions as part of the park, though details on these are slim. Despite these additions, the popularity of the vacation and tourism industry in the area waned as the 80s and 90s rolled on. Interstates rerouted the traffic between cities, and as in the movie Cars, it became about making great time, not necessarily having a great time along the road. Travelers headed instead to larger regional amusement parks, casinos, and other larger-scale attractions. Small roadside tourist attractions, like the prehistoric park, continued to decline in popularity. They were relics from a different era. Prehistoric Park was sold to new owners in 1997, but it just couldn't hang on. Prehistoric Park closed and was listed for sale in 1999, though some accounts pin this date at 2002. The park has remained vacant and for sale for most of the 20 years since. The listing price varied as the property stayed on the market. At one point, it was over $500,000. In 2012, the property was finally purchased in a cash sale for $399,000 by one Sandra Crabb, who hoped to fix up the park. Quoted in a local paper at the time, 
The local realtor said that there had been plenty of interest in the defunct park over the years, but that financing was hard to come by for most people for that kind of project. Even while the park was open, as early as the 1970s, the dinosaurs were a popular vandalism target for local high schoolers. In one incident in 1985, three statues, including a Neanderthal man, were stolen from the park and placed in front of the local Saline High School. After its closure and abandonment, the park became even more of a haven for bored teenagers, nostalgic adults, and urban explorers. Sculptures were often rearranged around the park grounds. On some occasions, sculptures were moved off-site by casual vandals. In 2010, some of the same figures that had been moved in 1985 were again taken from the park, and they were found on the roof of a school in Onstead, Michigan. Heavy equipment had to actually be called in to remove these statues. Of course, there were other, less friendly folks interested in the site as well. In November of 2010 through November of 2012, more harmful acts of vandalism occurred. Many of the figures and dinosaurs were damaged, knocked over. Limbs and heads of the dinosaurs were smashed off. The owners realized a pattern with the damage occurring during the same weekend each November. Motion sensor cameras were installed around the park to catch the culprit in the act. And it turned out to be a group of adults and students in town from various local schools for a track meet. Several of the students wore varsity jackets, which were caught on the cameras, and this allowed for identification of the suspects. Charges of trespassing and vandalism were pressed. Despite all this activity, the word on the street was that the park was a little bit haunted, a little too eerie, even in the daylight. Some of the few remaining dinosaurs are said to have moved without anyone visible on the security cameras. The chief of police of Cambridge Township was quoted as saying, the lights come on in the building, on and off. The animals move in different positions. Visitors to the area in the late 2010s described the area as a ghost town. The site looks like a scene out of Jurassic Park, honestly. Trees in the middle of what should be manicured lawns, a paved driveway in front of a decaying visitor center, and overgrown flora everywhere. Though the site is easily accessible from US-12, the paths in the park off the main lot are covered in decades of weeds and leaves and fallen brush. And of course, there are the dinosaurs, the infamous dinosaurs. A mammoth lies on its side, tusks broken off. An apatosaurus, faded but whole, looks over the top of a fake palm tree. Many of the dinosaurs lay broken and limbless among the weeds. Some are rusted, paint flaking after years without maintenance, and it's all to a frightening effect. The sculptures had strange eyes and vacant stares even when the park was open. Now, after every year of decay that has been photographed, the effect gets worse. There are even human-shaped sculptures. They were once Neanderthals or Lone Rangers or fairy folk. And now they're interchangeable empty figures, 
most without heads or clothes, many draped in cobwebs and tangled foliage. In the middle of some trees, the creepiest of the park's dinosaurs, stands mostly untouched by vandalism. A grinning T-Rex dinosaur with a hinged jaw, mold, water damage staining his faded green facade, arms ending in stubs where there once were claws. Even in the middle of the day, this one especially is sinister and unsettling. Only a handful of statues remain in the park now, remnants of a bygone age. In the fall of 2018, after being abandoned for almost 20 years, the Cambridge Township, where the prehistoric forest park was located, held a dangerous structure hearing regarding the abandoned park. They called the crumbling waterfall mountain structure a, quote, attractive nuisance, end quote. Not that it was attractive necessarily or pretty to look at, but that it was something that was going to cause problems, attracting the wrong kind of attention. They pointed out its exposed wiring, the lack of the fences around the park, the escalating number of trespassers and vandalism. And they told the owner to put in fencing and make some repairs. If the repairs were not possible or were not done, Demolition would be the only solution. Now, if you look at the Google Maps Street View for the park, you can go ahead and go to your browser and type it in right now. 8203 US 12, Michigan. Looking at this street view, you can see why this property is so attractive for trespassers that are across the ethical spectrum. This is literally a roadside attraction. The crumbling waterfall mountain and several of the dinosaurs are clearly visible from the road, even today, just past a small parking lot and a tumble-down split-rail fence. There's not a large chain-link fence, and while security cameras are said to be present, they are obviously not much of a deterrent for trespassers and urban explorers. Sandra Crabb, the current owner, purchased the park because she believed the property to be an experience worth saving. She described the park as having, quote, a mystique, end quote, something, quote, like an old Mayan ruin. When asked by the local paper to comment on the township's request, she said the following, quote, we don't want to willy-nilly start ripping things down without a plan. By asking me to just rip stuff down, that, in essence, is going to damage the memories of the property. Prehistoric forest is a beloved entity. End quote. The Cambridge Township gave her until December 31st, 2018, to demolish the structure or present plans for preserving it. Crabb did not comply with the township's requests by the deadline. A hearing was set for mid-February of 2019, quote, to find out why she hasn't complied, end quote. Crabb attended the hearing, though she was 20 minutes late, but did not present any plans for the township. Quote, she has nothing to offer other than claiming its value, that it was an Irish Hills icon and should not be torn down, end quote, said Rick Richardson, the township clerk, in an interview with the paper. Given this, the committee unanimously voted 
that the mountain waterfall had to be demolished. They told Crab she had 60 days to take care of it, or else they'd demolish it themselves and bill her for it. Estimated somewhere between thirty-five dollars and $60,000. In an interview with the local paper, Crab seemed unfazed. Quote, I am not convinced the conversation is over. We've secured the border around the property, particularly the entrances and exits. For me, it's just the beginning of the conversation. End quote. The 60-day deadline for this request was April 13th, 2019, which has come and gone. At the time of this recording, there have been no updates, one way or another, as to the state of the prehistoric forest's mountain waterfall structure. For now, the dinosaurs and the iconic mountain waterfall structure continue to decay, faded icons of a golden age, slowly being overtaken by the background of new spring flora. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Abandoned Carousel, where I covered Michigan's prehistoric forest. You can find show notes, photos, and links at my website, theabandonedcarousel.com. Remember to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher. I'd love to hear your stories about the prehistoric forest, either from its active days or from its abandoned days you choose. Email me hello at theabandonedcarousel.com or get in touch with me across social media. On Twitter, I'm carouselabandon, A-B-A-N-D-O-N, and everywhere else you can find me at The Abandoned Carousel. I'll be back next week with another great episode, so I'll see you then. As Lucy Maud Montgomery once said, nothing is ever really lost to us as long as we remember it. <laughs>